With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Tuesday, March 7th, and we are here answering your financial questions. If you have one, all you need to do is hop onto our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com, and click the Contact Us button. And if you get that form and it pops up, you write down like, here's my question, Jill. I don't know why my voice went up on that, but it did. And uh, at the end of the form, we say, hey, do you want to come on the air? And if you say yes, then Mark does everything else because he is truly the best. I would also encourage you to check out all of the wonderful content that is living on our beautiful website. It is just so much fun for me to go there and be like, oh, I forgot I wrote that. Or, oh, I forgot that was there. So there's a blog there. There is the resources section. And of course, we have a link so you can buy the book whenever you have that urge to buy the book, The Great Money Reset. And we also have an ability to subscribe to a brand new service. It's called Jill on Money Live. And that service will give you super duper secret, it's not so secret, access to quarterly webinars and other content that we are starting to roll out. Our first live webinar is coming up the end of this month with Ed Slot. He's the IRA expert. Uh, Mark, we have to come up with like Ed Allroth all the time slot. Is there a better name for him? Just think about that. Consider that. Right now, let's get started answering your financial questions. Today, we are on the line with Kathy, who is from the Mid-Atlantic. Hello, Kathy. How are you? I'm fine. Hi, Jill. Thanks so much for t- having me on today. Sure. What's up? So uh, my husband's a longtime listener. Uh, he, he recently introduced me to the podcast, and it actually comes at a very opportune time. Uh, we have a life change ahead and questions around financial choices to make uh, mm. around that transition. Okay. I love life changes. That's like the whole book is about life changes. So I'm, I'm excited for you guys. So first, you mentioned a husband and you. Uh, how old are you guys? Um, I'm 53 and my husband is just slightly younger, uh, just turned 50. 
Oh, I love the younger man thing. It's a much, <laughs> it's a much better model for it statistically. Okay. So Kathy, what's the life change that is about to happen? Well, at the end of this year, I will retire from my career with the federal government uh, after 24 years. Mm. Uh, and, you know, just going to try uh take a little sabbatical is the plan and then just try something new. But lots of just lots of choices to make or maybe not lots, but a couple of choices of which I have some questions for you specifically. And then just getting a sense of how you see us doing financially right now as we prepare for this change and then later in life, retirement. So you are, you're a 24-year veteran with the federal government. When you retire at the end of this year, what will your pension benefit be? Yeah, I will have a pension of about $5,200 a month. I mean, actually, it's about $5,700 a month. That includes a social security supplement that I will get until I'm 62. When that stops, it'll be about $4,500 a month. Okay, so at 62, it goes to 4,500 a month. And then what's your full social security age and what would your benefit be then? Would it be 67 or 70? What, what is it? My full will be at 67 and that'll be about 3,200. If I delayed it to 70, it would be about 4,000. Okay. And when you call it quits and do your sabbatical at the end of this year, does your husband continue to work? Yes, he does. Okay. How much does he earn? Well, he currently earns about uh, 150000 He probably will step it back a little bit. Um, so I wouldn't plan for the 150000 I think maybe 75% of that. At least I'm hoping he scales it back a little bit. Why don't we just say 100 Why don't we say that in, in 2024, he's going to earn $100? let us yeah. look at it that way. Okay. And how much have you been earning? Like when you look at this year, what, what has been your, what, what are your earnings for this year? Mine have been about 150000 You guys are young. Do you have young, do you have kids? Do you have grown kids? Do you have pets? What's going on? None of the above right now. All right. It's time for you to get a pet for sure. <laughs> oh, don't say that. My husband keeps, oh, that is his dream. And maybe oh. that dream will come true, just not right now. <laughs> right. Exactly right. You never know. So now um, you get to tell me all the fun stuff like, hey, ha- there's how much money we spend. Because I'm looking at you know $100,000 for your husband for next year, plus your $5,700 a month. How will that do? Will that be enough money for you guys to live on? You know, that um, it probably would. We're thinking that our um, estimated budget as we go into 2024 will be about um, probably ten to 12000 mm-hmm. plus... The, the thing that we benefit from right now is that we do not pay housing. Oh, because you're working for the government. Okay. Yes. So we will also huh. have to put in housing, which would probably be another three to three thousand five hundred. So where are we at? About fifteen hundred, uh, fifteen thousand dollars a month. That'll do it. Um, that's a real number. Okay. Do you own any property anywhere? That I know you're getting housing, but do you have yes. like a second home or something? Yes. W- we what's do. your story? So we have a primary residence and it has uh, a value of about 1 million. Uh, oh. we have, yeah, we just refinanced in 2021, so we had it appraised then and it appraised for 1 million 50,000. What's the um outstanding mortgage amount? Mortgage is yeah, 550 outstanding. Okay. Do you happen to know the refi interest rate? I bet that was nice and juicy and low. Well, not as nice and juicy probably as you expect because it was not our primary residence at the time and it is a oh, rental. We could okay. not 
benefit from the really, really low rates, but we did get it at 3.375. Oh, you're really, that's perfect. Don't worry. Is that a 30 year or is that? Okay, great. Okay. So it was a rental, but it's no longer a rental or is it? It is a rental and it will continue to be a rental. We do not plan to move back into that residence after I retire Oh, and we, and we move on to the sabbatical time. So we get about 5200 uh, in rent. Uh, that's after property management fees. How does that do in terms of uh, the covering the cost of the home? Like out of that $5,200 a month, yep. what's left over? We do get cash. It depends on if we have to do maintenance or anything like that. Our mortgage payment is three thousand three hundred. So do we, we? We bring in some cash on that, and that's actually. So when, if I say like one to two grand a month, would that be fair? Like that would be fair. Uh, there's a little bit more. Keep going. I'm listening. I'm I got, I'm turning my page over. Uh, there it is. My okay. Continue. So we do own two cabins uh, in the forest, and we, when we're in the United States, uh, we use those. We're not always in the United States, um, but right now, uh, and it, when we're not using them, they are rented as vacation rentals. And our annual net income on those before depreciation ranges between twenty five thousand and thirty five thousand. But should I count on that when you, I mean, do you think it'll be that much if you are on sabbatical? Would you use the, those, you know, one of those cabins? What do you think? We probably won't. So, okay. I mean, we calculated that when we looked at the range for this, we kind of calculated using potential that we might be there for a short period of time, but we don't have a plan to be there extended period of time. Any other income producing assets? We'll get to your actual assets, but any other real estate or income producing assets right now? Not real estate. I mean, we just have our investment funds. Okay. We're going to do we're going to do investments next, but I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So, twenty twenty four. Here's what happens: you're going to get a pension that will be fifty seven hundred dollars a month, and then you will also have rental income from your primary residence of should I say a thousand a month? Let's say or two thousand. I'm going to say let's just say a thousand. Let's say fifteen hundred a month. How about that? Fifteen hundred a month. Okay, so that's rental there. And then from the cabins, we have another two grand a month. And then we also have your husband's income. It, will he be an employee? Will he be a contractor? Is this what do you think that what is that going to look like? No, he has his own company. Okay, great. It is fair if I say a hundred thousand for him, you get your medical through through your service through the federal government, and that will continue, right? Yes, and that will continue, and that's one of the yes excellent benefits we have with our pension. So, if your husband, after he pays his taxes, um, maybe he clears I don't know six grand a month. Is that right? Ish five grand a month? Yeah, I would say that's that's a good estimate. Let's say five, just to be conservative. Okay. So now I'm feeling good about this. I mean, what I'm looking at right here is you're 53, you get this money. This is all money that is basically going to be stay in place until how, how much longer do you think your husband's going to work? I mean, can I, I feel like now you're fine because you have, you basically have 14 and change of cash coming in for 2024. But that's of course with your husband popping in with five grand a month. So, you know, you're young. So how long do you think we can count on him doing that? Or how long will it be until you think you might actually do something else to earn some income? Not as much as you were. So um, I think my husband has uh, longevity, I think, in in his work life. Um, He loves the work he does. Um, He works for himself. He can dictate what he wants to do. So I think he will take himself 
well into 60s, potentially to the 70s. So if I say this, Kathy, you're 53 now and at 62, there's going to be a little dip. So can we just look at a period of 53 to 62, right? And then we're going to look at 62 to 70. Those are going to be two distinct periods of your life and then 70 and beyond. Okay. So I feel like from 53 to 62, you guys are set, forgetting about any other assets. Just income-wise, you're set. Presuming, you know, I don't know how much these vacation cabins are worth, but, you know, if they're cash flowing two grand a month, that's a lot. Um, so how much could these things be worth? I don't know. Are they in some fabulous, you said in the forest, I'm sort of thinking Sherwood Forest or something. How much are they worth? They're worth um, combined about 330000 And you really want to keep them, right? Yes. Okay. And there's no mortgage on those? No. Okay. So you get the income. You see how I got to these income numbers? Do the pension, do the rental for the primary, the cabins, your husband's income. Looks like you're fine for this next nine-year period. You, you Are you on board with that? Yep. Now, let's talk a little bit about the assets you have because basically I'm going to need those assets to figure out how little you need to work and whether you actually need to do anything at age 62, either of you. So tell us about the assets. Okay. So in retirement accounts, if we look at traditional and Roth. Now, give me the traditional first. We have uh, 1.4 million. Roth? Uh, 279,000. Let's call it 280. I'm giving you a thousand bucks. Okay. Thank you. All right. What else? We have a, we have brokerage, a mix of mostly funds and some stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three hundred thirteen. Okay. And then we have we we have an emergency fund and some money for sabbatical. That's about one hundred sixteen thousand. That's cash. And then in our real estate accounts, um, from the income we have there, we have about one hundred twenty five thousand in there. Um, that's one of the questions that we think we need twenty five thousand for emergency. We've got a lot sitting in there. We just don't know what to do with it. So you basically have no problems. Goodbye. Okay. Um, <laughs> Not sure about that. <laughs> no, I mean, well, you might have other problems. You don't have any financial issues. If we presume that you you go on sabbatical, you will make other money. You don't know what you're going to do, right? But I doubt that somebody who's a worker, am I, am I guessing wrong that at age 54, you're not going to be like, uh, okay, now what? It's not like you're like, oh, I'm going to play with my grandkids, which I always think is a silly idea because how much time can you really spend with them? Do you think you'll work again? And if so- you know, what do you, I know you don't know yet, but like, what's your generalized game plan for this? You know that we, we have that conversation and some days I have a plan and some days I don't. I, I agree. I don't think I can go the rest of my life without working. I don't see myself going back into an office environment. I've been doing that for quite a long time now and I am mm-hmm. looking to do something different, uh, maybe something creative, something that is not so tied to a physical location. Mm-hmm. So I would think maybe part-time work, I really have a hard time trying to envision what I could earn. I have spent so long now, 24 years with the federal government that I don't know what life is like outside and what I can actually, what kind of income potential I have. But I would think some part-time work, a couple thousand dollars a month, maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like if we had to, if we looked at age, say 62 to 70, I mean, first of all, right now, I'm going to presume you don't make any, you don't really need to make any money from 53 to 62, whatever you make is really just adding to your liquid taxable assets. You got that bunch of money in traditional, no sweat, right? And you've got the brokerage account and you've got this non-liquid fund. You don't have a financial problem. Even if you look at age 62 to 70, you know, what you're really thinking about 
what I'm looking at there is I'm saying, okay, the big issue at those years is that the pension benefit goes down, right? So at age 62, my pension benefit goes to 4,500, right? But I still get the rental. I still get the cabins. Let's say that, you know, let's say your husband even works like even half of that, like instead of five grand a month, it's 2,500 a month from 62 to 70. I don't know. And, And let's say you don't even work at 62. You really do call it quits. Now you've got 7,000 of the 15 that you need. I'm going to do this all in today's dollars. So what you really need is another eight grand a month, right? So go to your asset base, right? And you say, I have nine. So you have a million in uh, non-retirement assets and then 1.67 in retirement assets, okay? That's a lot of money. I think that because you you should feel free to extract that eight grand a month from probably the traditional account from age 62 to 70. Take that 80 grand a year that you need out of it for age 62 to 70. Then that's it. You're kind of done at that point. Even if you were to plow through a bunch of the traditional money, you would not need to really touch much more because then you're going to see a social security benefit that's going to like kind of be sweet. And then your husband's going to have his social security benefits. So to me, this is a pretty good story. Or if you decide to sell some of these assets, you'll have the cash and you'll use that to spend down. So when I said to you, you have no problem, you have no problem. Literally no problem. Not to mention that in like the next seven-ish years, these assets are going to come close to doubling. Exactly. Like I, even if they don't, even if it's just like another 30%, that's fine. You, I am assuming, like I want you to go with like, it seems to me like you're probably the kind of person who likes like worst case scenario, worst case scenario, you're fine. You're totally fine. Now, that also presumes that, you know, you're not really making that much money, that you're not really saving that much more money right now. Your husband really does go down to a hundred, which who knows, maybe he will, maybe he won't. Your financial life is sweet. You know what that means? It's all on you to figure out what you want to do next. I mean, sometimes actually the abundance of choices can paralyze you. Can I uh, pose another question, which is a choice that we have to make right now that we have really just not, we haven't gotten into this question, term life insurance. Yeah. My pension offers the ability to continue with term life insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're just not sure if we need to do that or are we self-insured? Well, what happens to your pension if you were to drop dead two days after retiring? Well, that is also a question that we have to answer when we when we uh, make the final decision. Um, there are survivor benefits available. What I gave you there with the... Uh, the, the Your pension, life only. Yeah. No, that was 50% survivor oh. benefit. He would get a quarter of my pension. Okay. But that's okay. three, basically $300 a month out of my pension if we want to go with the 50% survivor benefit. There is full survivor benefit but that's that would be six hundred dollars out of the pension, and it, we just didn't think that made sense. In order to actually get the health benefits, though, we do have to choose a survivor benefit. Yeah, or, I would. I was gonna. I would. I thought that was the case. Yeah. So yes, you should do that. Joint in fifty percent is probably okay, especially because he is 
um, a little bit younger and probably is going to keep working. Are you comfortable with that, Mark, the joint and 50%? The full survivor benefit would be an additional $600? No, that's just, well, it would be another 300 on top of what I, the, the pension amount I get. We've been calculating it at 50. It would mm-hmm. go down to 4,300 hmm. uh, if we did full survivor benefit. Mark, what are you thinking? Difference of $300. I, I personally would do it. Yeah. Okay. So maybe what we would do is instead of doing the insurance, maybe do the full, maybe do the full survivor benefit and take the haircut. You have a lot of income and you have a lot of money. And if he has longevity in his family, as you said, then it may be a better bet for you to just really just feel like, okay, if anything happened to me, it's fine. He's covered. You can absorb the $3,600 a year. Yeah. And and even if you have longevity, it still doesn't matter because you have so much money. So no term insurance, but yes to full the joint and 100% survivor benefit. Survivor benefits, $600, $600 cost a month. Yeah. I mean, you were going to do, do 300 anyway, right? To get the 50% survivor. Yes. <laughs> so it's, only, it's really only 300 that we're talking about. All right. Mark's convinced us. Are you convinced? I'm convinced. Okay. And then scrap the term life, which is yep. 60 bucks a month for that. With then the value. you definitely don't need that. Okay. Great. I am very excited for you. Is there anything else that uh, you have all of your estate documents done? You're going to be traveling a lot and everything all set there? We do. We okay. do. I think the last question I kind of alluded to it, if we still have time, is that we feel like we we probably are holding a little bit too much cash right oh, now. Oh, right, right. Okay. Here's a deal. I like having cash for you guys, especially for the apartment, I mean, the cabins and the rental property and that account. Why don't you just put it into like a high yield savings or have a few like, you know, put it into a money market. You could simply buy a couple of CDs and roll them over. But like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess around too much for it. The cash for, you know, like your emergency reserve and the planned transition, same deal. Just like put it in a higher yielding account and you should be fine. Totally fine. But I wouldn't, don't get too exotic because you might want this money and your plans could change. And I want to make sure that we have the ability to change with those plans. Okay. And no reason to pay extra on the mortgage. No. What are you thinking, lady? No. <laughs> well, I will I will let you in a little secret. We had been doing that, and then we listened to you, and we made the decision we won't do that based on your advice to other individuals. So, <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. I literally have the exact same conversation with myself, just so you know that like I am a mortal as well. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this mortgage is only $200,000 left on it. Maybe I should just pay it off. And then I'm like, nah. I like having my money. You know, for some people, it is a mathematical equation. For me, it is much more of a, like, I like having cash. I want to be able to have access to that cash. And I don't want anything to stand in my way if I were to need that cash. And so, you know, if you have a sub 4% mortgage, anyone listening, it takes a lot for me to want to pay that down, even if you had the money to do it. Even if the money were sitting in an account, because, you know, even just thinking about, well, you know, I don't have to invest at all. But even if you had like a very, very moderate, like let's say a 10 years left on your mortgage and yet a moderate outlook in terms of risk, 
you really should be able to do better than 4%. And also you want to have that money available to you. Something could happen. You might be excited. We are so happy for you. Enjoy your sabbatical. Enjoy the last uh, seven, eight months of your career. Thank you for being a federal employee. We hope you enjoy our pension. And I hope the government doesn't shut down and you have to um, take it on the chin for a few months. But if you did, you'll get your money back. And I think this is exciting. So keep us posted and definitely send us pictures from wherever you travel. I like travel logs and I like dogs. And by the way, this is for your husband. Let me be clear. Go get a dog. After you're done with all your travels, go get a dog. It's going to be great. It's great for you guys. Okay. Thank you very much. And thanks everyone for listening. It's so much fun to do these conversations with all of us listening together. It's great. And if you'd like to join us on the air, go to jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button. Just check the box that says you want to come on the air with us while you're on the website. Sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It is free. It comes out every Friday. And I think you will love it. Love, love, love it. Okay. So, uh, oh, don't forget to leave us a rating and review on Apple. I always forget to say that, Mark. Do lift someone up today. It's going to make that person feel better and it's going to make you feel better. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.